baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is Wednesday, December 13th. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Drive Time with Russia. It's Jason. Dan is here. And we hope you're having uh, hope you're having a good day. Having a good day. I started off my day at Yum in Minnetonka, where a nice uh, server there by the name of Anne said she listens to Drive Time with Russia every day on her way home from work. She's the one. And then she brought me a cupcake and a little mini uh, banana cream pie. Oh. So the rest of you are on notice. <laughs> this is the expectation. You get to listen to this show for free. The least you could do is deliver <laughs> a cupcake and pie. It's very sweet. So a nice way, nice way to start my day for sure. On Wednesdays, we visit with people who are in the media, and I think you're really going to enjoy meeting our next guest in Jason Talks to the Media. Our guest, Rob Perez, probably didn't think he would end up as a member of the media, per se. Rob started his uh, career as a, as a writer, still as a writer, but has gone from writing for Hollywood to writing, uh, well, mainly for himself, which has become a column that is showing up in newspapers around the country. Rob, it's so good to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, you wrote 40 Days and 40 Nights. Guilty. <laughs> Do you feel guilty about I've, it? Well, it depends on who you ask. But yes, I wrote it. My kids see it up on the wall and they say, can we see it? And I say, Absolutely not. Hard, hard. No, no, that's not going to happen. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Texas, school in the East Coast uh, in Vermont, went to Hollywood right away and immediately, you know, serving coffee. And then, uh, you know, as a PA, you're like at the beginning, you're just making copies, making copies, but uh, but a a few years later, I kept I was writing every day. And got lucky, got a break, and, you know, and then got a super break, and they made a movie of mine. So, it, you know, what it, I mean, a blind squirrel can find a nut. <laughs> well, we know that's not true because, obviously, you're, uh, you have a, a talent with words, but also a mind that thinks in uh, unexpected ways, which I think is, is part of your, your new column, uh, Beyond Reason. But... Just being a good writer, uh, that that doesn't get you a Hollywood movie, right? No, no. Luck. I mean, luck. honestly, honestly, yeah. like, I, I've written many movies that have been, or many screenplays that have been bought and, you know, they're the hottest thing in town for one minute, and then the next minute there's a new studio head and you're yesterday's news. You know, they're just on the bottom of the stack. So luck is a big part of what I do, and luckily I'm okay at it. Do you think that people... Under undervalue or understate or underanalyze the influence of luck on kind of how life moves moves along. Not on other people. They're, they really think other people's luck is how they got there. But for yourself, yes, everybody underestimates luck. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, that's one of my gifts. I don't. 
I think about luck a lot that my life, you think of all of these moments and you're like, huh, if I hadn't been in this place or around that person or taken that opportunity, you have to set yourself up for success, of course, but but luck is uh, imbued in everything, I uh, no question. Even it's, I mean, luck is imbued in your failures as well, right? And I, I mean, I thought it we sort got, of helps you move forward. I didn't realize right? we were going to get so philosophical. So, <laughs> this is yeah, I write an idiotic column. I was um, <laughs> that's more of what I do. But uh, luck, you're lucky to have failed. Yeah. When you failed and wh- where you failed and how you failed and now you're, well, I don't know if you're lucky to talk for three hours in a row. That's your, that's <laughs> you, but that's your problem. That's, that's my issue. I just sure. have to do this for fifteen minutes. Rob Perez is our guest. Uh, when you were in L.A., you know, you you wrote the movie, but you worked on uh, Larry Sanders' show as well. What what was that like? Um, I, that was the beginning of my journey, and I was making copies. Were, I was I was, the, I was I was getting yogurt. Yeah, you know. Do you um, pick up stuff from watching? Kind of, if you're smart enough, you're uh, you know, you are just a fly on the wall, listening to how they think and how they. And what I saw Gary Shandling is just tirelessly crafting a joke and like he would be calling in at 10 10 o'clock on a Friday and I'd still be there and you could hear him sharpening and sharpening and sharpening you just don't let it go until they take it away from you you know and that's that's the mind I don't have his mind but I have that kind of relentless kind of desire to sharpen the joke you came back to Minnesota why I came here to direct a film. So back in 2009, I directed a movie called Nobody. And then uh, Josh Hartnett was an executive producer on that. Um, and then I did a bunch of new media stuff. So work creating series for Facebook and um, a show called Distilled TV for a bunch of years. And then some TV stuff as well. Um, during the pandemic is how I got into Beyond Reason. I have, for anybody hoping to read this and and read journalism you should know i have no background in journalism i have no training in journalism i've just been doing it for four years now and you know you you can learn on the job i think yeah and that's kind of how i did it you know well, so, a curious mind is the number one i think part of journalism you have to have curiosity um maybe a better journalist is curious but for me <laughs> I, what I have is like a just a natural, like bumbling idiot. You know, mm-hmm. I, like the 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 idiot savant is maybe my my gift and my voice and my perspective. You know, I I I am I do legitimately like learning about a new thing every week, and I like researching it, and then I like turning it on its head and and having fun with it. You know. Beyond Reason is the name of the column. Uh, Rob has a substack where you can uh, read it there. You can subscribe at Rob Perez, P-E-R-E-Z dot substack dot com. You started writing this during the pandemic because other work sort of, you know, like all of the world, a lot of work dried up, right? That's right. That's right. We started, I, I we moved to the North Shore. My family packed for two weeks and we stayed for t- 18 months. You know, it just did not go according to plan. But as that work, as that kind of new life presented itself to, to us, I couldn't stop writing, you know? And so I, 
called the paper and they had read a couple of things that I'd written and hired me. I did straight journalism for about two months. Um, and it was fun, but not, not what's in my heart. If, you you if wrote you... for the paper up on the North Shore. Yeah, that's right. And so I was doing legitimate journalism, you know, researching, interviewing. Um, but there's this mischief in me that, that can't be mm. quieted, apparently. And so I asked my boss if I could write a funny column or just a funny article at that point, right? It wasn't any... – Which paper was that? This is the Cook County News-Herald. This okay. is my parent paper. And so like all it's, – it's a subsidiary of uh, Cherry Road Media – and so all of my papers are Cherry Road Media, you know, throughout the country. And somebody, many people ask me how many, and it depends on how many people die, <laughs> right? Obituaries bump me. Oh, they, wow. They get, you know. That's but, rough. But, but, but that means I'm— How do you uh, work that out in your own mind? I'm rooting for life. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm cheering for your survival and your thriving. And so yeah. the, the fewer people die, the more Rob Perez in the world. And so that's a win-win for— well, at least 50% of the people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Cook County News Herald says, sure, right? They say, go ahead. Go ahead. And so I, Let's see if it's any good. There's also one other person I should bring into this. Steve Marsh said, now that you're a journalist, try to do three interviews a month. And I was like, okay. Steve Marsh is the best interviewer I know. He writes for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, but he's been in... Uh, you name the magazine. Rolling he's Stone. He's big been, celebrity you know, Big, you know, big things. Smart guy, smart writer. But I, I had, you know, the only journalist kind of that I knew. Yeah. And and so. That was his suggestion. His do, suggestion was to do an interview. And so I did. But I, I guess this is the Hollywood part of me is I made it up. <laughs> uh, so I, I interviewed Tina the Tick. Right. Okay. Like, and I, I just wanted to see. You know, we kind of all got Lyme's disease that year, and we certainly all had ticks on us. And um, but we caught it, and you know, the cycle was fine. But uh, like, I, I just wanted to see the life through a tick. Uh, you know, what are you sitting there waiting for? You know, like you're waiting for me to kick a soccer ball, <laughs> it, it, like deep into the woods, like that. Like that just seems like a ridiculous life. Yeah. And but I, I, but I really enjoy like Rob Perez, the the character for Beyond Reason is is uh dumb he doesn't know very much about what he, who's interviewing but 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 tina the tick you know and whoever that is and whether that's edward the eagle you know i interview father time uh you know so i do all these interviews like th- those characters are you know I, I try my best to kind of channel the the real character and and then just try to be the bumbling idiot interviewing them you know well we'll you might be having a hard time visualize that, so we will give an example of that. Great. We are uh, going to bring you an interview with the gingerbread man. Are you going to do it? I will do it. Fantastic. I will do it. So we will do that with <laughs> Rob Perez. He is the author of Beyond Reason, uh, his home newspaper in the North Shore, the uh, Cook County News Herald up in the North Shore where he and his family, his wife, uh, is the founder and CEO of a marketing and advertising agency, Griffin Archer. They moved their family up the North Shore, and this kind of unleashed a different sort of creativity out of Rob. We'll talk more, and I will, I guess I'm going to be the gingerbread man. Is that correct? I play Rob Perez. In okay, this. that's fair, yes. Fair. <laughs> I do not want to play Rob Perez. I will play the gingerbread man, and we'll do that when we come back with more Jason Talks to the Media here on CCO.
Rob Perez is our guest on Jason Talks to the Media. He has been a Hollywood film writer, a director, and a new media kind of director, writer, and now is writing a column called Beyond Reason that is written from here in the Twin Cities but syndicated up on the North Shore and all around the country. So you do interviews. Often your columns take the form of uh, of an interview. Yeah, I do about once a month. Steve Marsh said to interview three people a month. I But since I have to make it all up and play both parts, I just do one. So like um, your latest column is about uh, the Grinch. Yep. And so they're kind of before obs- it was obs- a they're kind of seasonal, seasonal, you know, yeah. like a, a profile on a turkey. There are a lot of parts of turkeys. I like the that, turkey profile. Y- you know, every time I do these, like I, I, I like go, you know, up to my ears and research. Like I really do have pages and pages and like 10 pages worth of notes on. And then you got to, you know, distill it into something that's, you know, both interesting and funny that's the goal anyway not always achieved but but that's you know that's the finish line um you know the interviews are kind of the most fun because i get to play two parts i get to you know but that's still research like i just interviewed dracula and like i read the whole book again you know in an effort to make sure that it was tonally you know verbally like that it was just as, you know. p- as part of the fun, I think you can tell when you read the columns that this isn't just like Rob sitting around just making crap up in it's, five minutes. No, right. this is this is it takes a lot of time to make it seem so effortless. Yeah, you know, to make it feel like this n- nothingness. Yeah, being intentionally stupid <laughs> is hard. My friend Charles Randolph, who won an Academy Award, describes my column. He's a reader and fan. He's, he's He's like, nobody does smart, dumb like you. <laughs> and that's that to me, that's a compliment. Correct. Like, yes, I, that I, is. Well, let's give people a taste of this. The, the column that uh, posted on December 4th is Running with the Gingerbread Man. Dan will uh, read some of the narration. I will be playing the Gingerbread Man and Rob Perez, the normal human, will be playing Rob Perez, the writer of Beyond Reason. Dan? Deep in the woods, constantly scanning the terrain, Rob Perez runs a trail. Over dirt, rocks, leaves, puddles, and roots. After a moment, the gingerbread man, brown, about six inches tall, with raisins for eyes, a cherry nose, and icing for a mouth, effortlessly runs alongside Rob, silent, unnoticed. Finally, the gingerbread man speaks. Are you Rob? Jiminy crickets. Rob clambers back to the trail and catches up with the gingerbread man. You don't make a noise? You're like a ninja? Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm Rob. You are obviously the gingerbread man. Ever done an interview on the run? No, first time. Do you mind if I record this? I can't take notes. Go right ahead. Still running, Rob presses rec- rec- presses record on his Apple Watch. So, Mr. Gingerbread Man. Please. Mr. Gingerbread Man was my father. Call me GM. Uh, okay. Uh, GM, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm a man made of gingerbread. Some think me seasonal. I like gingerbread all year round. Are are those raisin eyes? Yes, I'm made of the usual flour, molasses, cinnamon, nutmeg. Ginger? Ginger, of course, but also a bit of magic. Magic kind of kick-started things for me. Do you live in a gingerbread house? I have no home. Is there a gingerbread woman in the picture? Oh, there was an amazing gingerbread woman. We had some good times, but she didn't like all my running around, so... I'm sorry. And as I understand it from the word go, you were running. 
Yep, ran right out of my pan because everyone wanted to gobble me up. I bet they did. Is that a cherry nose? It is. Luckily, I could outrun them all. I'm, I'm like a long-distance sprinter. Yeah, this is, this is a pretty good clip here. This? <laughs> no, this leisurely play- pace is just for you. Uh, I, I see. Thanks. Um, and on your journey, who exactly have you outrun? I outran the childless old woman who made me. Is it? Nice to outrun childless old women. I outran a pig and a cow and a horse. How the heck did you outrun a horse? I run with purpose. I see. But what happened with a fox? Well, you're thinking of my dad and of his dad. Well, I guess there's a long line of gingerbread men that frankly were outfoxed by the fox. The fox is sly. The fox knows many things. But I can tell you the fox will not know me. Smart. Rob breaks into a sprint, reaching for the gingerbread but man. But can you outrun me? The gingerbread man laughs, effortlessly staying beyond Rob's reach. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. Rob slows to a brisk run again, laughing. The gingerbread man resumes running at Rob's slower pace. Forgive me, GM. I had to hear it once. I love my catchphrase. It's a good catchphrase. But. 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 Well, but, but it's, it's just trash talking. Why do, you, why do you taunt others? The gingerbread man runs silently for a moment, reflecting. I guess hurt people hurt people. True, true that. Maybe I'm not sure about what it means to be a man. I mean, yes, I'm dressed like a man. Well, I, I don't know any man who wears a couple of buttons and some cuffs. Is that vanilla icing? Yes, but I'm not a man, am I? I'm just a cookie. Why does a cookie run? I run because everyone wants to gobble me up. Yes, but but if we dig a little deeper, I mean, you're still running right now. Who are you running from? I guess I'm I'm running from... For the first time in his life, the gingerbread man stops running. Rob stops as well. Maybe I'm running from myself. Rob nods solemnly. A single silent tear trickles down the gingerbread man's face. Bring it in here, little cookie man. The gingerbread man embraces Rob. Rob holds the embrace tight. This was a mistake, wasn't it? Everyone has a destiny, GM. Even cookies? Especially cookies. Rob gobbles up the gingerbread man. He is delicious. (laughs) Very nice. WCCO Radio (laughs) Theater this afternoon. That was fun. It was fun. I, I... you know, the idea of taking these things that everyone experiences. I mean, this is the essence of writing, right? Like trying to figure out things that are universal, are interesting, but take it with a, a different perspective in a way that you're like, oh, I, did, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know. I did, this I didn't expect. Uh, and, and then people smile and enjoy. Yeah, hopefully, right. These are characters we know, but maybe never no one ever asked, you know, mm. um, these questions, right? Like, how does the Count Dracula get vitamin D? You know, like, th- these are kinds of um, the things you wish you could ask. So, for example, Father Time, I was interviewed him, and I was late for that interview. Oh. And he did not like that. But that's, oh. that's the joy of, like, constructing these things from the bottom <laughs> up. It's like you can, you know, you can be the bumbling idiot, Rob Perez, the... the character beyond reason like gets to kind of fumble his way through these things and and hopefully it's fun for for the audience yeah uh check it out 
at the sub. Well, you can get it at the Cook County News Herald website. I'm sure they'd appreciate it if you uh, pop over and visit them. But you can get them at uh, Rob's Substack as well. Uh, Rob Perez. Uh, just search that on Substack and you can check it out. Rob, it was fun to have you in. Great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Beyond Reason is the name of the column. Rob Perez. It is 432. You know, I was a high school theater actor. I think that was very... And you can see why the acting career stopped in high school. The man has worked with Josh Hartnett and had to read with, table read with me. I am one of the worst actors I've ever seen or heard. Yeah. So, you know, the only good thing I have is I could maybe play myself. Right. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. 432, traffic and weather next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Celebrity apologies generally are terrible. Frankly, most of us kind of stink at apologizing, don't we? Are you good at apologizing? I am amazing at apologizing. Because as a member of the media, I have seen one million idiotic apologies. Are you going to apologize for that humble brag? or what are we doing? <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Related to that. Apologies are hard, right, Dan? I mean. They you, can be. You, they shouldn't have to be. Well, you have to understand that you screwed up. You have to admit that you screwed up. And then there's one more thing that you have to do that most people don't do. Right. Now, most people, most celebrities, I would say, and the reason for this conversation is Vikings offensive coordinator Wes Phillips whom you may have heard was arrested for drunk driving on Friday night. He was pulled over with a blood alcohol level of 0.10%. The legal limit in Minnesota for driving is 0.08. So he was charged. He spent a couple hours in jail, and he was released. He did coach the team this weekend. Today is the first time, uh, yesterday rather, is the first time that he spoke with any reporters about this. Did he apologize? I'll I'll share a little of what he said. And I want to hear from you as to whether or not it's enough. The last thing I would ever want to do is detract from the attention being on the great things these guys do on the field. That was unfortunate. I do believe in being accountable and learning from your mistakes, accepting whatever discipline may come down the road and growing from it. He was asked, well, how do you intend to grow? <laughs> and that is the part of this that generally people fall right. short on. Right, yep. Dan? Yep. I would certainly do something differently, he says. I wouldn't okay. have gotten myself in that situation. For me, This is like sort of an apology. And I don't know how much of this is like, I don't want to get in legal trouble by admitting it when there's still a legal process to work out. But I do think people make this too cute. 
And really, all Wes Phillips has to say is no excuse. I should not have been behind the wheel of a car. I am dedicated to doing better in the future by making sure that if I go out and drink, I will have someone else drive me. I am sorry because I know that people look at us, Minnesota Vikings, as leaders, and I've let down the team, and I've let down my family, and I've let down the community, and I'm sorry. You are pretty good at that. I've seen that's, so many apologies. That's well done. Because Too many people equivocate, and they it's, I'm sorry if you yeah, misinterpreted me. If anybody me. You know, thought what I didn't mean to be heard or whatever, yeah, that kind of nonsense. Um, and and I, what I liked about what you the way you phrased it, was that you admitted the mistake and recognized the harm that could have been done via that mistake before getting to the part about embarrassing the team or putting the team in a bad spot yeah. or taking the spotlight of the team. The fact that he led with that was Should we listen a little bit to what he said? Because I have some of the audio uh, here. I want to address what happened over the weekend. Uh, you know, aside from the standards I have for myself, I do understand that as a coach in this league, uh, there are certain standards from the NFL and from the Minnesota Vikings, um, and I didn't live up to those standards. Um, the last thing I would ever want to do is detract from uh, the attention being on. I mean, we're kind of messing around a bit here, right? Like, yeah, oh, you so that, that no, you detracted from the standards. So what? Being accountable and learning from your mistakes, uh, accepting whatever discipline may come down the road, and growing from it and going forward with a positive attitude. Hey, Wes, the understanding that you're going to continue coaching, no interruptions here. Um, I'm not the one who's going to make that decision, so I'm just going to keep coaching until they tell me otherwise. So, six five one four six one nine two two six. if you want to react to that apology. But again, to me, it's... It is an unsatisfying apology to me. It's sort of like, well, you know, I got some standards to live up to. Like, why is it so hard to just step up and and more forcefully own it? This wasn't just, you know, breaking a league rule, right? I mean, you committed a yeah, crime. We have standards. And like, you put people in danger Yes, by doing this. And that's a problem. And you can admit that and say you know, that you're sorry for it. And, and I think the other key that you did was give some sort of concrete, this is what I'm going to do in to atone for this mistake or to make sure this mistake doesn't happen again. It's I don't want to get too biblical on the subject, but the word repent talk, is, involves this idea of turning, of actual physical response. It's not just about saying you're sorry, but it's about doing something to change right. so that this doesn't happen again. And to just say, to, I mean, he's, he hinted at it. I'm going to grow. That's great. Growth is good. What are you? Gonna, and then he was specifically asked, "What are you going to do?" Well, I'll just something I, different. I, would, I wouldn't do the same thing again. Yeah. That's no, yeah. no. That's that's the wrong answer. I do think some of this goes to the fact that in the Midwest, especially, we still today have sort of a almost permissive attitude towards drunk driving. Because drunk driving is the kind of crime that 
almost any adult can see themselves committing. So when it comes to a shooting, a murder, a drug deal, uh, an assault, most of us, <laughs> you, you could never fathom being in that situation. So it's easy for us to be like, well, you got to throw the book at that person. But already a text came in. No apologies needed. So ridiculous. Point one oh, big deal. And, and yeah. I do think that because most of us could see a scenario where you're like, eh, yeah, have one drink too many. That might be point one oh. And it might be. But it's. It is embarrassing how permissive we are towards drunk driving. I mean, I think I think that texter like I don't raise this to shame the texter, but I bet most of our listeners have that reaction towards drunk driving. Point one oh, if it were point one eight, you'd be like, whoa. But point one oh, you're like, yeah, just slipped up. Well, what if he killed someone? That's just it. And there are just so many ways around it now. Like we try, we talk to our kids about it a lot. And we have, you know, there have been many times that we've left our car somewhere. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, not that I, I think that I was drunk, but you don't know. And you're like, well, we're not going to risk it. Just leave the car, take an Uber, whatever. Uh, Dan's comment on the right way to apologize brought a text you can own a mistake but what you say you're going to do to correct it is what matters it's really interesting like i think a lot of us when we think about apologizing and we do it to people in our lives right you think well i apologize but that committing to what you're going to do to correct it like that is that's the hard stuff Janet's in Hopkins on the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Thanks for calling, Janet. Uh, go ahead. Hello. Well, I have two thoughts. One, I am absolutely not a fan of anybody driving under the influence because it is incredibly destructive. For sure. Um, however, I wonder how much of what this coach says or anybody in that situation says is in response to what they're being told by an attorney. Yeah, that's very fair to say. Yep. A hundred percent. That's a very fair point. Um, Right. You know, so if he, I'm sure he's got a lawyer and the lawyer is telling him, you know, prevaricate, don't admit, don't, you know, right. So that's what he's doing. That's a, a really, really good point. It is sort of, I don't know. It is the reality of life, and I don't blame him, right? Like, you want to have the best legal representation you can uh, to to go to court. And it is threading that needle a little bit. Like, how do you acknowledge responsibility without acknowledging guilt? It's tough. Exactly, which yeah. is, I think, very unfortunate. But it is the system that we have created. Yeah. Is You know, if you do something wrong, what do you do yeah. to get out of it? Yep. Very good. Good call. Thank you. Appreciate it, Janet. And I would say, like, look, I certainly I was surprised when initially we heard the Vikings say that the decision on his future is uh, still up in the air. And to me, I think like 
this is not grounds for losing your job. And I'm one who comes on here saying all the time that we're too quick to call for people's heads. Right. And I'm not saying that he needs to, you know, one texter, his apology is fine. Does the guy have to get on his knees and cry for us to be satisfied? Yeah, that's pretty much what we said. You know, no, like that's not what I'm urging. Right. But I I did think it was worth talking about as an example for all of us to think about how we apologize and why so many apologies are so unsatisfying. And it is exactly what you brought up, that commitment to how how are we going to change? It's it's and action. It's truly accepting what you did, right? Which is we see this all the time with the folks. Well, if I offended anybody, or if what I said was misconstrued, or you know that kind of qualification. No, no. Yeah. Accept what you did. Accept it. Even if you didn't mean to harm someone, if what you did harmed someone, yes. Then it doesn't matter what your intention was. You need to apologize for the harm that you caused, and you need to delineate. This is what I'm doing. To atone for that, this is what I'm doing to do differently. This is how I'm going to change, whatever that is. Blackout license plates. Do you care? I don't. We'll talk about it. What is the deal with these? Why is anyone excited about it? We'll talk about it next on CCO. I 0% care what my license plate on my car looks like. 0%. Meh. I shouldn't say that. I 5% care what the license plate looks like. Minnesota will join uh, many other states, including Iowa, Colorado, and Mississippi, selling blackout license plates. So it's all black on the background, and the the, uh, license plate number, the state name, it's white. I presume people buy these because they think they look cool? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I can see getting, like, your sports team or your college alma mater or your I love the environment more than you do plates. I get it. Like, all those things make sense. What I don't like about my license plate is when I bought my car, you do, it randomly assigns you, like, here's your license plate number. And I bought my car from a friend. And then I go out to get in the car in the first three letters of my license plate number are F-A-B, fab. I'm like, is this a, is this a joke? Is it, are you messing with, was this just fab? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 